Welcome back, whores. This is week three of Bimbo Night School. Um, holy shit. Again, um, I am always surprised by you little sluts' ability to take what I say on the internet and actually listen to it. So, um, thank you for, like, tuning in again and just being super, super cool about like everything that I say and like my like mumbling ass. So thanks. Um, and without further ado, I guess we got to get into this episode. So episode three is coming to you a little bit later than what I would have hoped because I was on a little bit of a nice schedule there. I was posting every Monday. I, who am I saying? It was literally two times in a row, but For this third week, I figured it wouldn't be me if I didn't let you down just a little bit. So here I am doing exactly that. Um, But anyway, yeah, I was kind of procrastinating doing this because I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about this week. Um, And turns out I still am not super sure. But I'm kind of thinking for this week, I just, we just kind of get to know each other a little bit more. Um, You really don't, I mean, you probably know who I am because I'm figuring that randoms wouldn't listen to this girl ramble on for 35 minutes about, you know, getting too fucked up or who you've hooked up with that nutted too quick or whatever it may be. Um, So... I figured I would just tell some stories of some shit that has happened in my life um, and how I got to where I'm at today. (laughs) So um, the adventure along the way, if you will. So I guess I won't start at birth because that would just be traumatizing for us both. (laughs) No, I'm fucking with you. It would just be long as shit. Um, So... I'll start when I was 18. So when I was 18, I moved to Chicago after my senior year to go to school here. And like to back it up even further, my parents are like super duper college parents. Like they like are super adamant about going to college and like, you know, bettering yourself and all that shit. So in my junior and senior year of high school, we probably went on like the upwards of like 30 different college tours. And there are, we have four kids in my family and like all within like a few years of each other. So that has to be like terrible. Like that has to be awful to sit through all of that shit. So we, my sister and I are the same age. We're stepsisters. So we would go on a lot of them together with my family and we went all over the place. We went to ones all across the country. We went to these college tours. Like we saw some in Pennsylvania and Virginia. And then we saw some, I saw some in California because I I thought that that's where I was going to end up, which maybe someday I still will. But um, that's like where I had always t- said I was going to be. So we went on a billion and one college tours and they were all super like, just boring. They were all just like, oh, like this is our library and we named it after our first woman president of the decorating committee and just like shit like that. Like it was just like just boring and like they were all trying to sell you these colleges that aren't all that great and like their students are like half 
on Adderall, half on Coke, half on a Four loco that they found in the garbage can. And, like, they're all just, like, kind of hazed walking around the campus, like, while these, like, innocent little kids are walking through their campus. And so, like, that was, like, fine and good and everything. But then I really had not considered going to Chicago for anything because it was so close to my hometown. Um, and I just really hadn't thought about it in the ways that of like it being somewhere that I could call home. And um, so I never really considered it until my sister had a college tour here for some art school or whatever that she really wasn't considering, but we made a whole trip out of it. I went to a concert while we were here and whatever else. So we decided to tack on this other college that was here while we were at it. And they had this program that I had been looking into um, that was music business. So I really had zero industry knowledge other than like the little bit that I had like research on my own or like looking into being an artist manager and whatever and like just like pipe dream shit and I really had no idea what I was like talking about at all and like I was mostly looking at schools that were offering political science programs so it was completely on the other end of the spectrum very vanilla colleges like very just like boring like you know like uh state universities and shit so I didn't like even consider this until we got there and this was no like let's walk around and see the fucking library or some shit like that this was a full-on musical number and like when I tell you that there were people like flying from like each side of the stage and like trumpeters like dancing and shit I wish I was joking so we see this college and it's perfect i'm like dude this is great like i love this place i didn't know how much i liked the city i didn't know any of it because like i was you know i was 18 i had tr like driven back and forth from chicago of course a billion times like just hanging out with my friends here or like going on trips here with my parents or whatever else it was but i had never like experienced it like that like experienced a city like that and I was hooked. I was like, dude, there's something more here that I've never even really considered. So I was like, okay, that's the college I want to go to. And they, it was easy as shit to get in. And I was like, I was an okay student. Like when I say that I'm a bimbo, like I'm, I'm a bimbo, but like bimbo doesn't mean dumb. Bimbo just means like I work smarter, not harder, bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So the second half of high school, I was like, okay, in school, I did not get good standardized test scores because I was just bad at taking like hard, like standardized exams like that. And, um, whatever. So I, my choices were already limited. So I got into this fucking art school where people are trumpeting and flying from stage left to stage right with, you know, no regard for boring college tours. So I start going to this school, I get all the information and I find this group of people on Facebook that I was like, oh yeah, I want to be like, I want to live with them. So we all have been messaging back and forth and we're all going to be living at this dorm that is not like a regular college dorm. And for anyone that has ever been there or like, like goes to Columbia or whatever, um, you know that like they're their housing is not some like regular like nasty ass like public shower housing 
It's like some floor to ceiling window, like high rise apartment, like gorgeous full kitchen, like giant living room and beautiful size bedrooms and everything. Like my room was fucking amazing and I loved that place. So I room with all these people and like I'm super excited to start school and like go to these like music business classes. And so I didn't know anyone at this school with the exception of one girl that just transferred in from one of the state schools in Wisconsin. And I was like, okay, I want to like have a class with her because like she's literally the only person I know in this whole place. And if I have a friend, it'll make like everything so much easier. So I drop out of my math class that I was signed up for the day that I was supposed to be there. And I sign up for a DJ class with this girl that I knew because she had that class at the same time that I had my math class. So I dropped out, switched into this DJ class, and there I go. I'm going to DJ class now. So I go to this DJ class and everything's cool and fine. And like, I'm with my friends. So I think like nothing can stop me at this point. I'm super nervous because this is the first college class that I'd ever taken before. So I had nothing to compare it to at all. Um, I go in completely blind and this teacher that I like, I'm not going to use his real name because I don't want a whole legal case. And this is going to be a, this is going to be a doozy of a story. So I go in and this teacher is, he's very like blunt. He's super like kind of aggressive almost. And like, just very like, this is exactly what you're going to do. And you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And we're not going to have a problem because you're going to do it and you're going to like it. And just like that type of energy. And already I was like, not super feeling that. But, like, it was whatever because at that point I was brand new to the whole college thing and, like, I didn't know what to expect. I was, like, for all I know, every fucking professor could be like that. So, I, um, we went to this class for a few weeks and, like, in the third or fourth week, probably, like, the third week, he was, like, okay, like, hey, guys, um, just so you guys know, um, I am going to be hosting this, um, music festival in Chicago. I'm going to be bringing this music festival to Chicago and I really need some help with it. Like, please like, let me know if you would be interested in like an internship position. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like that's, that's perfect. Like this guy, like if you know anything about Chicago music history, he, um, Frankie Knuckles, a guy that essentially like pioneered house music in Chicago, um, was his mentor. So it's fucking crazy. Like he, he has been around the block. Like he knows what he's talking about. So I was like, okay, dope. Like that sounds really good. I don't know why everyone is not jumping at this opportunity, but whatever. Like I'm going to be the first one to do it. So after class, I go up to him and I'm like, I'm super interested. Like, please let me know. Like I, yeah, I'll definitely do an internship type of deal with you. And so he was like, all right, perfect. Great. You're in. Wonderful. Um, The first thing I need you to do is I need you to help me organize my office space. And I was like, at first I was like, okay, like that, you know, makes sense. Like if you're getting ready to like have a bigger team be involved, like you want to get organized first, like that makes sense, whatever. And like, I was just this little freshman trying to like validate any experience that I had, like trying to make 
anything in the industry applicable to what I was doing. So um, he was like, all right, great. I'll like, give me your number. I'll text you the address, whatever. And like, then just go there on, you know, this random morning, whatever. And we'll, you know, we'll start working. So I go there, I take the train all the way to what I think is this place. And like, at the time I was like still learning the whole train system and everything. So like, it took me a second, like I left like far before I needed to, so that I could make sure I could get there in time. And so then I get off like where it tells me to get off in order to go to this location. And I'm down, like at this point, I am still in downtown where I was like, kind of near where I was living at this time, but it took me forever to get there. So I didn't understand what was happening. So I get off of the train and I'm like, the address that he gave me was like the social security office downtown or like right near there. And I was like, this is something like, this is weird. Like, I wonder where this office building is like that he's talking about. Like, wow, he really must, you know, have a lot of money. Like if he has an office over here, So I texted him like, Hey, I'm here. I just don't know which building it is. Can you like, let me know, like just whatever. And he calls me and he's like, Oh, like I, you know, no, that's not right. I know where you are. Just stay there. And I'll, I'll be there in a second. I have to run out for some things anyway. So give me just one second. I'll be right there. So it's like freezing cold. It's like November in Chicago. So it's, it's fucking cold. I am standing outside in like this little bitch coat and like walking around in circles trying to figure out which building is which so that I can hopefully just go up. So then this guy pulls up in his car with a little like, you know, those like golf hats, like I don't know how to describe them. They're just, they just look weird. Like They're just like golf hats. I don't know how to, like grandpa hats. He rolls up in that with his little busted ass, like 99 Toyota Camry. It's garbage. Like there is so much trash in that bitch. Like it's disgusting. So he's like, okay, like let's go. And I was like expecting there to be other interns with or like anything else. But no, um, it was just him. So I had to get into his car and I was like, already, this is a little weird. Like, I feel like this is weird. And he's like, okay, I have a few things to do. I have to run to McDonald's because I'm hungry. And then I have to go to the UPS store to pick up your contract. And I was like, first of all, McDonald's, that's disgusting. Weird choice. Second of all, Oh, what contract? And I was like, okay, well, I've never done an internship before. I've never been in college. Like, I don't know what to expect. So I go with him to McDonald's and he's already being like weirdly like rude to everybody that we interact with, like everyone, um, like from the like he's just like aggressively driving through downtown Chicago, and then we get to this McDonald's and he's like yelling at the drive-through worker through the little intercom thing, and it's just weird and awkward and puts me in a really weird position to like try to make small talk with him while we're in this car alone, mind you, and. 
so we get to this McDonald's. He gets like a fucking McGriddle. Then we leave and he goes to the UPS store. He parks super illegally, like in the street, like in the middle of the street where it makes it very difficult for other people to go around us. So he's like, just stay here and make sure I don't get towed. I'm like, okay, fucking sweet dude. So I'm in this little busted Camry. There are cars honking at me left and right, like waving their fists at me, flipping me off, like mouthing shit to me. But I'm just like this scared little 18 year old bitch in the front seat of this busted car in the middle of God knows where, because I didn't know where I was at this point because he had driven for about 15 minutes away from the location that he gave me originally. So I was completely disoriented. I had just moved here. Um, so then he comes back out with this UPS envelope and is like, okay, here's your contract and hands me a pen. I open the contract and it's an NDA. It like essentially says that I will not in any way taint his reputation. And for every instance of me doing that, I would have to pay, I think it was 50 grand per each instance. So I'm reading this over and this was around the time when all of the like R. Kelly trials were happening where for those of you who aren't um, knowledgeable about those cases, um, R. Kelly is, you know, the R&B pop singer from the like 90s and 2000s. He, what he would do in order to get like underage women to sleep with him would be that he would like convince them that he has like these industry connections that are going to prove valuable to their career and like that are going to like help benefit them in the long term and whatever and then he would get them to sign non-disclosure agreements which is what this man handed me so that way they couldn't say anything when he started to do some really fucked up shit so I looked at this at the time and I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't feel like I should have to do that. It And it was like, it was such a word document. It looked like it had been typed by like a, like a very, very confused law student that was like hung over and maybe a little bit stupid, but it just like, it blew my mind. So I was sitting in the front seat of this car with this guy by myself. And I'm like, I don't know if I should sign this right now. And I'm like panicking. I'm like starting to get a little weirded out. And so I'm like, um, I'm going to look this over. And like, why don't I just like get it back to you on Monday? Like when we have class, like what? Like, I'm just going to look it over a little bit. And he like, didn't pressure me at all. He was like, okay, like, which he totally could have because we were in this car by ourselves. So thank God he didn't. But so he was like, okay, that's fine. Like, just like, yeah, get it back to me on Monday. So I'm starting to tweak a little bit and I'm like, hey, I should text my friends. So I start texting my roommates and like, what are they going to do? None of them have a car. Like none of them really have like my family's contact information or anything to like be like, hey, I think she's in a weird spot. So I texted them and they're all in class too. So like, they're not being super responsive. Like everyone's just kind of like, what's what? Like, huh? And which is totally fine and probably exactly how I would react to. So I started texting them and I was like, okay, this is a little weird. And then when I didn't get much of a reaction, 
We're still in the car. He's driving far as hell away from this location that he gave me. And we end up in some like residential neighborhood somewhere. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you where it is now, like as far as like where it is in the city, because I had no idea at the time. So, of course, I don't have any idea now. Um, But it was far as shit from where he told me that we were going. Uh, So... We pull up in this residential neighborhood. He tries to park in between these two like traffic cones by where they're trying to do construction on the parking lot next door. And I already in my head was like, dude, that's not going to work for you. Like, I don't know what you think you're doing. That's just kind of like driving 101. It's like you don't park where people are like bulldozing shit. So that's there's another lesson for you, bimbos. It's just don't park where people are bulldozing shit. <laughs> Um, so then the construction workers from that construction site come over and they're like, Hey dude, I'm sorry. You can't do that. And he's like, immediately, I don't know what it was. It was like a switch had been flipped. He was like, almost automatically. He was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I like, you guys are destroying my parking lot. This is the parking lot I always parked in to go here. So like, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Like, what, where the fuck do you want me to park now? And like the construction guys are like, whoa, okay, public school, like chill the fuck out. Like, I don't know what your deal is. Like, so they're like, give me a second. I'll ask the people from next door if you can park in their parking lot for a little bit while we're doing this. And so they give somebody, Mr. Next Door Church Man, a call and they say, okay. So the construction worker is like, well, we got, we just asked this guy at the church next door and you can park in their parking lot. So we drive over there park in that parking lot and we walk up to this building and it looked like a condo building, but you know, who the fuck knows? Like, you know, some offices like are kind of like discreet like that, whatever. And just kind of like in little walk-ups and shit. So I didn't think much of it. We go in and it's not an office building at all. It's his home where he lives So I'm already like, this is fucking weird. Like I should probably figure out an effective escape route from this because I'm, there are only a few ways that this could go moving forward. Um, and I don't think it's going to be good. So we walk in and keep in mind that this man is a DJ professor at an art school. So he like, and he was, you know, mentored by Frankie Knuckles. So, like, he has industry experience, but he's still a professor at an art school in DJing. So, he probably doesn't make that much bread. So, he, like, this condo that we walk into is gross. Like, the living room area or, like, the upstairs area is, like, is, like, open concept, but, like, everything is, like, pushed to the sides and, like, there's, like, garbage and shit and, like, there's, like, bottles and there's, like, a DJ booth at the front of the room that's, like, spray painted and just, like, super bunk and weird. And so... He's like, okay, like we're gonna be cleaning like down here. And he like points towards a basement that's like dark and has no lights, obviously, because I said dark. Um, <laughs> this, I just sometimes say shit and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bitch? But anyway, so he points to this dark basement and 
he like starts to go downstairs and I was like, this is really creepy and weird. And he goes over to this door that has like a construction paper sign with his name on it. Like as if like a like second grader was like, no girls allowed, like just a busted little sign on his door telling people to like keep out, like whatever, like this is for me only. So he unlocks this door goes in and it's filthy it's disgusting like and i'm like dude are we going into your bedroom like what so it's like a weird bedroom it's like a big like almost like a studio if there was a kitchen down there but like there's like a little living area at the front of the room and then towards the back is where his like bed is and like there's garbage and pills and trash and weed and books and records and clothes and anything you can think of was just sprawled across every surface in this man's like living quarters, whatever the fuck you want to call this. So it was disgusting. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. Like I really should figure out a way out of this. And he was like, we're going to be organizing down here. And like, I was like, wait, so you're telling me you want to clean, you want me to clean your bedroom, bro? Like, and I didn't know what to do. I was just a scared little 18 year old bitch. I was so like, just in shock that this was what was happening to me. So I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. So my dad is like a ninja. Like my dad, I always tell people like, if you've ever seen Modern Family, like my dad is like Phil Dunphy, but if Phil Dunphy was a federal agent. So, um, (laughs) so I text my dad. I'm like, Hey dad, I think I'm in trouble. I need your help with something. And he starts texting me back and like, I'm trying to do this discreetly. Um, so I start to text him and it was like pretty nondescript. So he's starting to freak out at this point. Like he's starting to tweak. So I, um, I was like, I don't know what you need to do, but I just need you to get me out of this. Like, I need you to get me out of this situation. So he's like, all right, I'm going to call you. I'm going to scream and, like, just be, like, freaking out at you as loud as I can. And, like, I just need you to answer, okay? And I was like, okay. Like, I'm just, like, quivering in this fucking basement. So then um, he calls me. He's like, where are you? You need to get over here. Blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. And I, like, didn't know what to say to... um to this professor so i was like um uh my grandma was in a car crash and like that's terrible because i fucking love my grandma and i don't want to see her in a car crash but like i didn't i couldn't think of anything else and like i knew that that like the thought of that could bring me like too deep emotion if i needed to so it's like um my grandma and like so i started to freak out he's like oh oh boy oh yeah well i can take you like wherever after um after we're done i was like no no you don't get it like this is urgent i need to leave now and he's like oh okay and he like keeps showing me like these like awards that he's won and like records and like shit that like women had left at his apartment like he kept trying to give me clothes like that just like girls had left there and some of this some of these clothing items dude when i tell you like they look like they belong to like little kids like this one jacket and i'm like a fairly petite gal like i'm tall but i'm like i don't know like slim ish and 
this jacket like would not fit me for the life of me because it was so small. It like looked like it was made for a child. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. And he like refused to let me not take it. He was like, no, no, I insist. I insist. And it was just this fucking jean jacket. So to this day, well, not to this day, I sold it, but I had that jean jacket for a really long time and I didn't know what to do with it because it was kind of gross and weird that this like girl's jean jacket was in my closet from this creepy man's house. So he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll take you then. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I just want to take an Uber. I want to go back home. I want to shower for like a day and a half. And then I want to forget that this ever happened. But he was like, no, I'll take you. I'll take you. So we go to his car and apparently the construction workers from across the street had let the security at the church that we parked at the like parking lot next door, um, had they had let the security know that something was like up because obviously I looked fucking crazy I'm sure like here's this man screaming their like his head off at them and this scared little girl in the front seat so the security came over and was like hey are are you okay? And like, at this point I'm out of his house. Like I'm in the public, like I'm in front of other people. Like I didn't know what to do. And I was freaking out. And like, I was afraid of what he would do. Like the whole time, I'm sure everyone's thinking like, why the fuck did you not like turn and run? Why did you not get out of the car? Why did you not do X, Y, Z before it got to this point where you're in this man's basement? (laughs) But I like, I just didn't like, I was worried about how he would react. Like if I would run away or like do some weird shit And so I was like, at that point when she asked me that, I was like, yeah, I I mean, I guess. And like, she's like, okay, well, all right, have a good day then. And I was like, fuck, I should have said no and just run. But like, he was still going to be my professor and I didn't know what to do. So I get into his car and like, he's, he starts heading towards the like metro station where I would go to go because he knew I was from Kenosha. So he starts heading to the metro station and I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, like I, I need to go. I was like, fuck. I need to go home first, but I lived in campus housing with, which is like locked down when it comes to security. Like you can't get in or out unless you have a key fob or like are someone's visitor. So, and you have to like hold an ID up front. So you can't like get in like all willy nilly. So, um, I was like, fuck, like I, okay. I live at like, this is where I live, like, whatever, like, just take me there, please, because I have to get some shit before I go, and I just, like, made some shit up, and so nothing else happened, like, he still gave me that fucking contract, I I have it somewhere to this day, um, but he dropped me off at my apartment, like, whatever, and I didn't go to class for, like, three weeks after that, because I just, like, felt so weird, and, like, it just felt, like, gross, and I don't know, like, I just, ugh, and so I kind of like, I would just every week I would just like come up with some new bullshit. Be like, Oh, like I, you know, my, my grandma's still in the hospital, like whatever. I have to go take care of her or whatever. Just like been bullshitting whatever week after week. And he never said shit about it because like, I think he knew that he, what he did was kind of weird. So he like, didn't ever like, dock me points for attendance or anything like that and then when it came down to finals I literally copied off of that girl that I knew in the class and I got like an A and she got like a C and I don't I mean like obviously I know how it happened like he just doesn't want to get his ass caught up but like 
it, it's just so fucking weird. And so I never went to the school about it or anything, which I kind of regret because like, I don't know, like dudes are creep. And then that's not even the, like, well, I mean, that was the worst of it. But a few weeks after that, I was in a different class and we were watching a video about the history of music in Chicago and about how like house music was pioneered and whatever. And I bet you know where this is going. He was in the fucking video talking about all these like drug cocktails that he like used to do with women in clubs in the eighties and like just weird shit. Like, I don't like, I don't know how that man like was ever successful in his career because he's just a sleazy. Like, he just really is. And then, funny enough, when I started recording this episode, I got a text message from him. Again, this was two years ago. I haven't heard from this man since, but I got a text message when I started recording this fucking episode. I don't know what kind of manifestation shit that is, but literally got a text message from him and it was like, hey, is this still Alexa's number? And I never replied because I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, dude, why are you doing this? Like, and apparently he's taken other students like to his house or whatever but I was just like an old, like I was 18. Like I was a, a girl. Like, I don't know. There were just so many things that I was like, this is weird. And I was by myself. Like, I don't know. So anyway, that was um, a fucking horror story um, to get to know me a little bit better and uh, just really be a testament to my lack of judgment, really. <laughs> and not that that wasn't enough to tell you that I'm a dumb bitch, um, but I do have another one that happened within the same month, um, and this one's a quick one, so it's it'll be a nice way to wrap up the episode, and it's a nice host story, too. So, if anyone is in the Midwest, which pretty much everyone, I think, listening to this is, everyone remembers the great, like, polar vortex of 2018. It was, or 20, well, early 2019, maybe, um, fucking crazy like just awful and it was like it was like negative 50 something with wind chill it was terrible we couldn't go outside for more than like seven minutes without having to be hospitalized it was so terrible so um I like just had made plans to be like kind of cooped up in my apartment like whatever they had canceled class because it was going to be so cold and like walking to and from and like kids that take transit to school and whatever else like it was just going to be a big dangerous thing to do so in turn um I was like okay like I'm just gonna stay in hang out watch some like watch some tv with my roommates like uh, just like relax but this was a period in my life <laughs> when I was discovering, um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, casual dating and casual hookups. So I was like really feeling that for a little bit. <laughs> so I, um, I was on Tinder, just kind of shooting the shit on Tinder and that I come across this guy and like, he's like super cute. And I was like, Oh, like, this is like, this is interesting, whatever. And he was talking to me a bunch. And like, he was like being like, I don't know. He's just kind of like hot in that way at the time I thought, but it turns out it was literally, he really, really isn't. But, uh, that's a different story for a different day. Uh, so he somehow convinced my goofy ass to leave my house during a polar vortex uber to his house and hang out with him 
And when I tell you that I have never felt like that amount of cold on my body in my entire life, I am not exaggerating. Like I'm from like the fucking nowhere, Wisconsin, like the middle of Wisconsin, middle of fucking nothing. And I, so I've experienced like winter before, but like this shit was like unreal. Like the wind was insane. It was so cold. Like my Uber driver had trouble starting his car, like when he pulled up because like his car was like one of those that turns off when it's stationary for too long. And it was just so cold. Like it was causing everyone issues. So I get to this kid's house. Um, I go in, it's a disaster. He has like his room is like a fucking closet. I was pissed. I was like, dude, this is fucking weird, dude. Like I, why would you take, why would you convince me to come here? I mean, given that it was half my fault because I, you know, said yes, but like I was all the way there and we're literally in this fucking broom closet of a room. The futon uh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. By the way, not a bed. It was a futon. Um, and it was on the floor. It didn't even have like a stand to it. It was literally just like the pieces of a futon, like the couch, like cushion part of it on the floor with like a TV in front of it. And I was like, this is the worst. Like, this is the worst room I think I've ever seen. And I'm so sorry you have to live here. Like, I didn't say that to him, but I really wish that I could have. He's blocked on everything now. But, um, <laughs> uh, so we like, we, you know, hook up, whatever. And then I'm leaving. Everything's like, whatever. Like I was like, well, that was dumb. That was a waste of time. And then like completely unrelated, I go about my life like a few days, like we talk every now and then still. And like a few days later, I'm like, what the fuck? Like why? I can't like hear out of my left ear. Like that's weird. Like I haven't been able to hear, like I'm getting these weird headaches. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like did I didn't eat anything there or like drink anything there. So it's not like he fucking drugged me or some shit, but like I couldn't like hear and swallowing felt weird and it shit was just getting weird. And I like let it go for a few days. I was like, eh, maybe it'll get better. It'll get better maybe I just like have, I don't, I don't know, like water in my ear. That's what it felt like was like water in my ear. And so I just like, it was just uncomfortable more so than anything. And so I just let it go. And then finally I was like, dude, this is a little too long. Like after probably about a week of this happening, I was like, this is a little too long for this to still be happening. So I go to like our campus doctor, which normally I wouldn't have done. Normally I would have just gone to a regular doctor, but like it was just right there, like in the same building as like one or like right next to one of my class buildings so I was like might as fucking well so I go to this campus doctor and he looks in my ear and he's like um this is really bad and I'm like what bro like tell me what's going on and he was like did like your ear is severely like infected and swollen and he was like did you go out in the cold the other day because that can cause it and I looked at this man and he could I think he could tell that I was like very ashamed that I had done this but I was like yeah and he was like well you're fucking lucky I mean he was he was like you're you're lucky because if you would have waited much longer you could have left like lost your hearing in that side 
And this is when I start to, I'm like, dude, did I really almost just lose half of my hearing? Go partially deaf for some dick on a futon on a floor? Like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm, I'm pissed. I, he just gives me some medication and I'm on my way and whatever. I'm fine. But like my ear got infected because I went out in negative 50 degree weather to get laid. I wish that, you know, like this was, this was the episode where you really get to know how fucking stupid I really am. Um, but lesson number, whatever the fuck it is, just please God, don't go out in the cold without your protection to get some dick. That's the lesson at the end of the day. And also don't follow your creepy DJ professor into his basement. Those are the two lessons of this episode. <laughs> well, holy shit. That was that was a clusterfuck. And really, I didn't have any sort of like theme for this week as I have in the past, but I just figured that we would get to know each other a little better. And that was like the beginning of my hodum was like in that era was around like right when I came to college. So maybe we'll run on a timeline. Maybe that's where it starts. Those are like some of the first things that happened to me when I came to college. So I guess then we just run from there until we get to the present day. And With that, my loves, I will bid you adieu, and thanks for sticking with me on this one. I know it was fucking stupid, but enjoy the rest of your day, and if you have any suggestions for me, of course, you always know to DM me. Um, My at on Instagram is lexaloo143, and DM me with any suggestions, any advice, whatever it may be that you want to hear in next week's episode. All right, whores. Well, you have a great week and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.